Drill, baby, drill. He had such enormous fun that he called for another elephant to come. It's just awfully good that someone with the temperament of Donald Trump is not in charge of the law in our country. Because you'd be in jail. Secretary Clinton. America, stay out the bushes. Stay out the bushes. Jet is a mess. And welcome. It's Friday. Friday. To a, to a Friday, October 14th, Friday edition. Friday, October 14th edition of the Elephants in the Room. How are you? Doing great. Doing great. <laughs> Doing great. Um, well, I'll tell you what. You know, there are a lot of different ways that we could take this episode, going to the election stuff and whatnot, but I just really have to start at the top and say, our president is a complete... An utter joke. This guy's a failure. This guy's a flunky. His kids didn't fall far from the tree either, to say the least. <clears throat> Except for Bo. And um, um, he, he, this Saudi Arabian stunt he tried to pull a couple of weeks ago going to Saudi Arabia, making it think that he's this big diplomat. He's going to sort this out. He's going to sort out this oil stuff. He's going to get make sure that Saudi Arabia plays ball with America. And we joked about this, that he went over there into Saudi Arabia, and we all know what he was doing. He was trying to get Saudi Arabia to make sure, to, to make up for the fact that the most successful part of the Biden administration to date has been his war on our domestic energy production. He has been very successful at that. That has been the most successful. He has one of the most successful presidents at raising gas prices. Congratulations. Yeah. I really got to hand it to him. This guy's great. As you say, Katie, this guy's great at raising prices. This guy's great at raising gas prices. This guy's great at doing whatever it takes to make working Americans feel... Like, no matter what they do, they're never going to get out of this financial quicksand they find themselves in as they're not able, as the raises that they're seeing don't meet the rate of inflation. And so it's just this sinking feeling that so many people feel. And I really got to say that um, Joe Biden has done what he said he would do. He's done what he said he was going to do. What a fantastic politician. They never right. do that. Right. So in a sense, that's right. He said he did what he said he was going to take. He was going to go after oil production in this country, and he did. And now gas is three times higher than it was when he took office. Thank you so much. That's great. So now he has to throw Hail Marys, like getting a terrorist state like Saudi Arabia 
to be on our side. And let me just say, I don't understand why we have diplomatic ties with Saudi Arabia. I don't understand why we engage with Saudi Arabia. I don't understand why we didn't turn Saudi Arabia into a plate of glass on September 12th, 2001. It's a country that shouldn't exist. Its leaders shouldn't exist. Its people shouldn't exist. Um, and I feel that way because if I went over there and openly prayed my faith, I would be killed. And that murder would be celebrated in that country. So anyone who wouldn't let me live my life and my faith is an enemy of mine. And the entire country of Saudi Arabia is an enemy of mine. Having said that, and uh, uh, I should say this, um, they're acting 100% the way you should expect someone to act in this situation. Because all Joe Biden is doing, and this is why Joe Biden is such a terrible, stupid person. (laughs) And it's because he doesn't understand how the world works. And this is what Donald Trump did understand. Donald Trump understands how the world works. He understands how the business world works. I need something from you. You're going to ask me for something in return. So what is that tit for tat going to be? Right? for, For people in academia... They call this a they call it a quid pro quo when it's something they disagree with. But for those of us who live in the business world, we call this um, doing business, right? You need something from me. What can I give you in return? Yeah. This is a normal business interaction. And when the kingdom of Saudi Arabia, all they are is a business. That is just a business. That's all they are. They just sell oil. That's all the kingdom of Saudi Arabia does: sell oil and invest the money, kill Christians. And gays. And anyone who's not um, like a subservient Muslim. It's a wonderful place to live. Who wouldn't want to go over there? Who wouldn't want to be associated with those people? Jared Kushner, Donald Trump. (laughs) Who wouldn't want to be associated with a government like that? Nevertheless, they're in charge of OPEC. And they're not going to act against their own economic self-interest when Joe Biden is offering them nothing. All Joe Biden is doing is going, hey, look, and you'd be nice and delay this cut past the election, right? And this is so stupid. He didn't go to them and go, okay, how can I, like, what would it take to be like six months or a year? Like, how can you, like, like, like what's the deal here? Like, what do I need to get you? What do you need from me in order for, for you to do this for me, right? That's how the world works. He went in and said, hey, look, I need you to do this for me and um, what you get from it is, uh, I'll like you. And the Saudis said, we'll take the money. Because they're not stupid people. They might be evil people, but they're not stupid people. And this is one of those, these circumstances that you just kind of circle and you go, this is entirely preventable with really just basic sound public domestic public policy mm-hmm. where we don't have to embarrass ourselves on on the international stage like this and look like complete weaklings like oh my gosh we can't we can't survive without Saudi Arabia doing what we need them what they need to what we need them to do for us that's a preposterous place to be in as the United States of America it's absolutely laughable. And it's frankly an impeachable offense. 
It's frankly an impeachable offense. If the United States national security, and that's our energy, energy is national security. If the United States national security policy now depends on Saudi Arabia acting, acting nice to us, that's an impeachable offense. You have, you have surrendered the sovereignty of the United States to another country. You are no longer fit for the office. Please step aside. Let's give Kamala a shot. Yeah. Let's see how that goes. But I really, I mean, honestly, I do think that this is, this is one of those things that, that in a sane world, he would be, he would be pushed aside for. Um, he should be absolutely, re, you know, removed from office for putting America in this position, um, without a doubt. Um, moving on, people are noticing the fact that Joe Biden is a complete incompetent idiot. And the Democrats are only concerned about one, th- or they're going, the Democrats are only concerned about two things, right? They're concerned about abortion and they're concerned about making sure that your kid can mutilate their body any way possible if they so choose because they've been influenced by a teacher with six different colors of hair and 58 piercings in their face. Yeah, I am judgmental that way. You look like an idiot when you, when you wear stuff like that. You do. You look untrustworthy. You look unstable. You look like someone who spends more time mutilating their body than getting an education. That's how you look. And these are the people that are teaching our children now. Do you know almost 300, almost 300 people since January 1st to, to, to now? Yeah. K-12 to educators in America have been arrested for sex crimes. Yeesh. Our schools are, in, are filled with pedophiles. People are waking up to this, though. People are noticing this. People are going, wow, hmm, what kind of a society do I want to live in? Do I want to live in a society where gas is $2.50 a gallon and um, people can't get abortions on demand? Or do I want abortions on demand, uh, people turning themselves into whatever they want to, and uh, gas is going to be $6 a gallon? Oh, and eggs? Yeah, try $4 a dozen. Have fun with that. You want to know what people are picking? They're picking, you want to know what? I want to pay $2.50 for gas. That's what they're starting to decide. And the prediction markets, the prediction markets, you know about this, the prediction markets, the, these betting, online betting markets. Okay. Republicans are now favored to take the Senate and the House for the first time since August 1st. Oh, Hey. So people who are betting online, people who are putting their money where their mouth is, are saying, you know what? We think the Republicans are going to are going to win, and things keep trending in that direction. And we're seeing it happen in Arizona. We're definitely seeing it happen in Arizona, where the Democrats are getting really nervous about Katie Hobbs. They're like, she's just she's just not engaging. She's just not candidate. I know. I was she's surprised. Just expecting to win. I was surprised when you told me that the Democrats were upset that she didn't come to the debate. I was like, really? Mm-hmm. They're really upset that she's ducking Carrie Lake because it's starting to look worse and worse. Because Carrie Lake, every time, remember this. Well, I'm just always shocked because she has so much media coverage. Like, you know, what's it called? Yeah, coverage. Mm -hmm. Like, they cover for her. But, like, I can't imagine that anyone would actually notice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're, they're they're starting to talk about it because the polls are starting to move in Carrie Lake's favor. Last latest polling, Carrie Lake was up three. 
Yes, you couldn't That's see a it, problem. but I did if you're, the if you're, if you're If you're down three in the polls and you're saying, I'm not going to engage with my opponent and I think she's a crazy person, first of all, you're in the minority supporting yourself, right? So more people have decided that the, you're this, the quote-unquote crazy person is a better person to lead the state than you. So right there, that should be a red flag that maybe you should probably start to engage. Um, but it's clear that she's a terrible candidate. And it seems like the last person that you would want leading any sort of organization because she doesn't put in any effort. Um, and you kind of want people who are going to be in charge of your state to put in, you know, I mean, like 50% effort. We're not going to get 100%. We know that. I think that that, that pretty much covers, like, the polling roundup. Um Polls are looking better and better for most Republicans every day. Um, Ohio Senate's going to be going to be closed. JD Vance is still up; he'll probably win, but he, you know he's just he's running so far behind the the the, the, the governor. It's just you know it's 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 tough um, uh, to see. Um, you know, he's, he's, uh, that's the thing that you, 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 it's tough to see him not winning just because you think that most people would just go, well, I'm just going to go Republican, Republican. It's tough to see who not winning? J.D. Vance oh. in Ohio. I mean, it's close. It's neck and neck. It's really a, it's a coin, it's going to be a coin flip at the end of the day. And same with Fetterman and Oz. I mean, right now, Fetterman is up, up two in the latest poll from the Daily Wire, Trafalgar. So if they got Fetterman up two, he's probably more up like four or five. Um, I have a feeling that this past week is not going to help Fetterman at all. Um, the thing that's going for Fetterman is that the mail-in ballots have already started. So all those early voting started. So they're not gonna. There's gonna be a bunch of people who voted who you know on the debate stage. I mean, he's gonna be found out. That's the that's the bet they're taking. The bet they're taking is that by October twenty sixth, I believe the debate is that there will be enough. He will have enough of a lead in the mail-in ballots where he will be able to survive any sort of debate performance, because we know he's not going to be able to stand up there for an hour and interact. Right? Yeah. This is a guy who can't have small talk with people. These journalists can cover for him forever, but he's got twelve days to make a miraculous recovery. It's just not going to happen. It's not going to happen. It's going to be really embarrassing. Um, but uh, but other than that, it's, um, <clears throat> you know, things are, you know, when you look at the generic vote, Republicans up six, Republicans up seven, it's, it's trending in the right direction. I mean, I'm seeing a poll right here where the Michigan governor's race is tied, tied. Take the governor's race in Michigan. That would be something else. Um, things are looking good out there. Momentum's on our side. Just have to make sure our candidates keep on keeping on, right? Just let the Democrats keep talking. The more the Democrats talk, the more the Democrats, the more the Democrats talk, the more they have to defend Biden, the better in a position we're going to be because nobody likes Joe Biden, right? Even yeah. Joe Biden doesn't Why like Joe Biden. Why isn't Joe Biden campaigning for all these candidates? <laughs> the same reason why Barack Obama isn't campaigning for any of these candidates. Didn't Trump campaign for candidates in the midterms? He's done some general election campaigning. He's done Michigan. He's done Arizona. No, no, no not today. I yeah. mean, back when he was president, did he go and campaign during the midterms? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my point. Yeah. Well, that didn't go well for him. 
Oh, really? No, the midterms went really horribly for the Republicans under Trump. Well, well then maybe do. the Democrats are better or smarter than us. The midterms, the midterms generally go really poorly for the party that's in power, right? Because you've only had two, <laughs> two years to make all the focus has been on you and people are just going to get mad at you. Eco-terrorists. Eco-terrorists attack Van Gogh sunflowers painting. Did you see this today? You told me about it. I told you about it. It's terrible. Activists with Just Stop Oil thrown tomato soup on Van Gogh's sunflowers at the National Gallery and then glued themselves to the wall. Uh, first of all, the uh, the painting was covered by glass, so it wasn't damaged. Um, number two... I don't understand why anyone didn't stop this. Like, they're just, like, standing there doing this. I don't understand why they, like, like why no one at the gallery would just, like, punch them, just punch them in the face. Where's the security? Like, where's security? Where's Security anyone? will co- normally come at you if you even, like, put your hand up to be close to the painting. Yeah. Like, in America, you wouldn't, this would not happen. Well, because in America, would shoot you. Um, no, they're like that in Europe, too. Yeah. Like, I just don't understand. I just don't understand how they just let this happen. Um, number one. Number two, this is the, this there's part of me that just loves the fact that the eco movement is just turned back to terrorism because now it's just going to turn everyone against them because you can't just give in to terrorism. You can't give in to these idiots. Nope. There's these 19, 20, 21 year olds who've been brainwashed by, by the pedophiles in their schools, left wing pedophiles who, um, who think that they're, you know, not going to live to see the age of 30 because everything's going to be underwater. Well, newsflash, uh, kids, uh, our generation was told that in 2006 by Al Gore, and we're still here. Okay, Miami still here, New Orleans still here, despite Katrina, still here, Boston still here, New York still here, Charleston still here. I think we we got it. You got the. You, did we? Did I have I drilled this into the? Have I have I have I drilled this point into the ground yet? Have I beaten the horse enough? Have I beaten the dead horse enough here? Um, not before, but now, definitely. Okay. I just wanted to make sure. You know, it's it's important to reiterate points because repetition really is a good thing for memory. And it's important to remind people that we've been hearing this for the past 50 years. Yeah. 50 years. That's when they switched over. 50 years ago was when they switched over from global cooling to global warming. Right, we need to keep our timeline right. We're still in the global warming phase. Right, when we stop warming, when the planet does something that shockingly us as humans don't understand, and things start reversing, guess what? We start cooling. Guess we global cooling. But honestly, I would say it, we've got to plant more trees in order to make sure that that happens. I keep cutting that stuff down. It's not good. Um. We're going to end with two things. One thing that I found, one thing that Katie found. Oh? Oh. <laughs> oh. What did I find? <laughs> we coach ball. We don't look at color. Todd Bowles shuts oh, down reporter yeah. framing friendship with Mike Tomlin around race. Would you... Uh, 
Um, so anyways, uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers head coach, Todd Bowles, um, is black. Pittsburgh Steelers head coach, Mike Tomlin, is black. They're, they're, they're playing each other today in I, what the media wants to, you know, frame as the all-black head coach Super Bowl. Uh, <laughs> or something like that. Wait, today? There's no game today. Sunday, Sunday. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, this weekend. But anyway, so I, I, I kid, I kid, I kid. Um, but, you know, these are two, like, very highly accomplished people and, and, like, one of the most, if not, like, the most competitive work environment in the world, right? NFL head coach. So anyways, um, a reporter asked Todd Bowles about his relationship with Tomlin, and he asked about, um, asked about it because, you know, they're both black. And uh, he said, I have a very good relationship with Tomlin. We don't look at what color we are when we coach against each other. We just... We just know each other, you know, basically like, well, like, you know, like, you know, it's not, I don't not, look at him as a black not automatically like yeah. have some sort of kinship because we're black. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, yeah. Um, I have a lot of very good white friends that coach in this league as well. Bulls added as far as us coaching against each other. I think it's normal. Wilkes got the opportunity. Wilkes he's talking about Steve Wilkes like, taking over for Matt rule in Carolina. Uh, Wilkes got the opportunity to do a good job. Hopefully he does it. And we coach ball. We don't look at color. One reporter asked the question about young black coaches who aspire to be a head coach in the NFL one day, and they turn to look at you guys that it should mean something to a guy like Bulls, basically asking the representation matters question. Like, you, do you think that representation matters? Do you think that you being black and a head coach matters? Right. This is like the key to liberal. This is like liberalism 101 these days. Right. It's like, aren't you so proud of us that we somehow helped you get here, mm-hmm. even though I had nothing to do with yeah. him getting there? And aren't you appreciative that now other people won't need our help? They'll just get there because they see you there. Right. It was just so like <laughs> weird. To, and he's like, he's like, getting this question like wow he, he kind of had this look on his face like i can't believe you actually went there you know like i can't believe that you're right he's like you're have like we you're got, going he's, here. he's like have we gone back in time <laughs> he really like yeah. am i jackie robinson and they're asking me like what it's like to be the only black guy am on the I, team am i the first black person you've ever talked to <laughs> that's like kind of like the first, like it was like this very awkward white liberalism that is only white liberals have around black people it's the kind of thing that only white liberals have around black people just this like just this like oh it's like you're so exotic it's like uh yeah i'm like a football coach <laughs> but also the under underpin- like wife and kids the <laughs> underpinning of like they feel like they yeah. are they are helping you out by showcasing how great you are in the color of your skin mm-hmm. it's like no you're really just actually being racist right now right well the worst thing is like in corporate culture, you're not just you're no you're not just dealing with like a head coach. Like in corporate culture these days, this is like where it's like really, really super dangerous because once this becomes kind of like in the workplace, there are people who will use this as an excuse to get what they want in terms of like representation matters in terms of, Hey, look, I noticed on that group, there's not a lot of diversity. 
you know, like this can become like a cudgel in the workplace. So to have someone at the top of this organization being like, no, 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 that's not allowed here. And not just that's not allowed here. He had this look like you're an absolute moron for even talking like this. Tell them the quote. So he goes, when you say you see you guys and look like them and grow up like them, that means we're oddballs to begin with, Bowles continued. I think the minute you guys stop making a big deal about it, everyone else will as well. Right. Basically done saying to her your question is racist yes like you're basically telling me hey do you notice that you're black Mm -hmm. and that everyone here isn't right like don't you like Like you grew up different right yep it's so weird (laughs) it's It's so so weird weird. it's just it's i need to point this out to you but also i have good intent no, right. you don't. No, right. you don't. No, you have zero. You, you just want to be a virtue signaler. Yep. Yep. You're like the worst kind of person. Yeah. Just, just a reminder, you're the reason why there are, you people like you are the reason why there is so much unneeded racial tension in this country. Yeah. Okay. Did you find us a food thing? I did. Did you open it? Am I supposed to open it? Because sometimes you're asking me quiz questions and I don't want to like read this, it first. This isn't a quiz question. This isn't a quiz question, but you're going to need time to think about it. Okay. So first of all, I found out today that BuzzFeed still exists. Is it the last one? Yes. that's not BuzzFeed. It's Yahoo. Okay. Well, it's, yeah, well, it's from BuzzFeed. People are confessing their favorite food combinations that no one will ever understand. And I'm immediately reminded of my own. So I want to ask you, do you have any, it doesn't have to be some weird food combination because people got all sorts of weird stuff in here. The first one is completely, the first one is just, just your standard breakfast after you have mashed potatoes for dinner the night before, which is you're going to fry up some eggs and fry up some mashed potatoes and you're going to have eggs and mashed potatoes. Like, I don't understand how that's a weird combination. I mean, that's just eggs and potatoes. That's just breakfast. But people got all sorts of tuna, you know, canned tuna and mac and cheese and this and that. But I was wondering if there are any, 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 anything like any comfort foods, like quick style comfort foods that you made as a kid that you would be like, or, or when you didn't make um, as much money as you do today. Okay, so I just looked at all of them, and they're all disgusting. Yeah, so we'll definitely not any of those. Okay. Um, the one I have I don't think is like a huge new invention, but mm-hmm. I loved getting some toast, toasting it, melting butter on it, and putting cinnamon sugar on it. And there just you go. eating that. That's a classic. That's an absolute classic. I don't know classic. what you call that. T- cinnamon sugar toast. That's Yeah, I mean, that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's but like cinnamon, cinnamon toast crunch. I don't think I had anything. Once I got out of college, I tried to eat pretty healthy, so nothing like. Did you strange. you have Did you ever have the raisin cinnamon swirl bread? Yes, that's good stuff. That's good stuff. Um, now like I remember Pepperidge Farms or something. Pepperidge Farms, yes. yeah. Now I remember I turned you on to something that's of a similar category to that. The toast, the the corn cakes. 
The toaster oh. cakes. Oh, yeah. I still prefer cornbread, but those toaster, in a pinch. In a pinch. Those toaster <laughs> cakes are delightful. A little butter. So what's Good your weird thing? Because I think the fluffer nuff whatever thing should oh, qualify. Because fl- that's disgusting. Fluffer nutter? Yeah. That's gross. I can't believe I don't I don't even think that that's weird enough weird enough to put on here. Like people like like I mean soft Listen, I have to- never heard of that. Can you please tell people what it is? What a fluffer nutter is? Yeah. It's marshmallow fluff and peanut butter. On bread. On bread, yes. Uh, uh. Oh, I mean, this is unbelievable. I mean, you've heard of peanut butter and banana, right? Also gross. The only combination that is acceptable is peanut butter and jelly, and that's it. So I've had the peanut butter and banana. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Nutella, Nutella and banana. I don't like Nutella. Oh, well, Nutella and banana is unbelievable. Maybe, bleeping, maybe I could get down with the banana, but I am not getting down with marshmallow and peanut. That sounds marshmallow disgusting. Marshmallow and nutter. Oh, yeah. On bread? Like, ugh. Oh, yeah, baby. No. Oh, yeah. The fluffer nutter? I don't, I think I just don't like peanut butter with things. Like, just jelly and chocolate. And jelly. We make peanut butter jelly as That's a snack it. at just the pool. Peanut butter can go with chocolate or it can go with jelly. I just don't think it can go with what anything else. What about ants on a log? Yeah, on an apple. Okay. Celery. Mm, yeah, it's fine. It's not like that. Ex- it's a meh. It's a meh. What else would you mix peanut butter with? Those Buckeyes. Those protein balls. Okay. But that's chocolate. Yeah, chocolate. That's what I already said. Chocolate and jam. Also, do you know that peanut butter is an American thing and that they don't have it in other countries? Do they have peanuts in other countries? I thought the peanut was... But, like, peanut butter is, like, an American thing. Like, if you go to certain countries, they'll say, like, peanut butter from America. It's, like... From America? So we make our own peanut butter. Yeah, that's, like, this is an American thing, the peanut butter. Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey. It has to meet certain requirements in order to be Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey. Because I was talking... Peanut butter from America. I was talking with my coworkers about the fluffer nutter thing and how Mm -hmm. it was disgusting. And so we talked about peanut butter and they were saying when they've been like overseas that that they don't have it and that they've seen like little jars of it and it says like from america yeah peanut butter's not a thing i mean listen these other countries they haven't even been to the moon so what the hell do they know? <laughs> that might be why we're so are you kidding me this might be why they we're so fat the moon. they haven't been to the moon what the hell do they know about peanut butter they don't know anything that's their that's their issue they don't know anything they don't know about peanut butter and they don't even know about the moon all right so fluffer nutter is a good one so well, i guess fluffer the other ones that i had were butter noodles did you ever do butter noodles no you make no. you make noodles and you fry them up in a pan of butter. No, I would eat raw like ramen out of the packet. Yeah, that's on this list. Yeah, ramen out of the packet. Yeah, that's gross. I never did that. <laughs> we loved it in elementary school. That was like that was like hot stuff. If you had that, people would trade you for it. Like that was that was high quality. I'm just I'm appalled. Okay, what's next? Um, beef chicken bouillon and hot water. What? Yeah. What is beef bouillon? Whatever. A bouillon cube and water. Oh, like, like chicken soup? Yeah. Oh uh, no. Yeah. Why do all your weird things require cooking? 
like it was just supposed to be like easy. <laughs> well, fluffer nutter. All right. There you go, fluffer nutter. So yeah, let us know what your weird food thing is. Yeah. Or and or now I'm who up. you would vote for. Max's weird thing. Fluffer nutter. Or my food. clearly superior toast with butter and cinnamon sugar. For another. No. It was invented in Massachusetts. But that's what I thought. It is like an East Coast thing. The sandwich is particularly popular in New England and yeah. is proposed as the official state sandwich of Massachusetts. See, thank you. It is an East Coast thing because it is gross. Apparently, <laughs> it's 352 calories per fluffer nutter. Yeah, I don't doubt that. Don't even tell me how much sugar is in it. Actually, you can because I won't eat it because it's disgusting. Oh, it's in the dictionary now. Oh, Miriam perfect. Webster in 2021 added fluffer nutter. An open-faced fluffer nutter using a rice cracker in place of sliced bread? Ew. I don't know about How that. How can we make it even more disgusting? <gasps> On October 8th, it was National Fluffer Nutter Day. Oh, no. You missed it. You missed it by six days. Unbelievable. Well, we go to the grocery store tomorrow if you want to recreate that for there's yourself. Just too much, there's just too much Massachusetts love here. I need it to be like, I want the New Hampshire connections to the fluffer nutter. Okay. Cuisine of New England. I think I think we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up. I we're think the done. people get the fluffer nutter thing. Well, you wanna know what? Repetition. <laughs> They'll remember it. All right. See y'all on Monday. Fluffer nutter. The chant is drill baby drill. He had such enormous fun. It's just awfully good that someone with the temperament of Donald Trump is not in charge of the law in our country. Because you'd be in jail. Secretary Clinton. Stay out the bushes. Jet is a mess. <laughs> <laughs>